Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Chad Madden, owner of Madden Physical Therapy and Breakthrough. Join me each week as we dive into the best practices, systems, principles, tips, and tricks to help you grow your private practice. Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. I'm your host, Chad Madden. This week, I wanted to share with you a recording from a recent webinar that I hosted. To get access to the slides and videos of this recording, you can visit getbreakthrough.com forward slash resources. Remember, this was a training hosted with a live audience, so there are real-time questions and answers that I think you will find valuable. Without further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy this episode. For everybody that's on the webinar, I'm going to assume that you're a practice owner and you're just like every other practice owner right now, struggling with uh, you know declining reimbursements and ultimately declining uh, profit margins. So we're going to talk about uh, solutions and how to solve that and what's working in the the trenches today. So quick poll to get started here, break the ice. Are you selling? cash pay services today. So up on your screen, there is a poll. Uh, we'll read the answers out loud, the results of the poll here in a second. So are you selling cash services today? No. Yes. Light force laser. Yes. Shock wave. Yes. Uh, radial pressure wave. Yes. Traction. Spinal decompression. Yes. You're a cash, You're completely cash or out of network. And yes, something else. And you can write that in the chat. Awesome. So, ooh, a lot of responders. Um, 18% yes, light force. 17% no. We have uh, some shockwave in there. Uh, the radial pressure wave, also spinal decompression together. That's about 20%. Yes, I'm mainly cash pay. That's 7%. And then yes, something else that is written in the chat. Thanks, everybody, for responding. And then this one, you're going to respond in the chat as well. And Andrea will help us out here. But what's the number one reason that you want to increase cash sales or, or cash revenue? While you're doing that, I'll spout off the top of my head. Uh, apparently, there's something funny in the chat. Um, but yeah, for literally with our directors here in private practice, we're looking at, you know, where's um, the revenue going? Things like shockwave, light force, decompression that can easily and readily implement into um, our patient flow. You know, we can earn essentially $240 an hour with cash pay services, or we can get paid on average $88 an hour if we're only insurance. So um, we have many people that are looking to, you know, get a raise or, uh, keep up with inflation in terms of our employees, lots of requests coming through for more pay and really cash pay services, serving that person better who's coming through, getting them better results um, is a, a nice win-win all around. So it looks like there's quite a few answers in the chat. Andrea, if you want to read some of those, that'd be great. Sure. The first one was um, to stay in business, which is very valid. Um, reinvest in the business. Dealing with insurance is a pain. So other people have been voicing that one as well. Avoid insurance. Um, increase revenue in general. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. So you're in the right place right now. If, you know, the rising cost of doing business, as many of you mentioned already, it's making it increasingly difficult for your practice to be profitable and keep your doors open. Uh, you want to fill your schedules and space consistently. You want a differentiator between you and other practices, competitors in your area so that you can stand out from the competition. You want to act, attract patients willing to pay cash. We're going to cover that. And also you're considering adding a cash-based service or you're selling cash-based services today. So in our time here together, we're going to talk through why you know, why it's important to add cash-based service. And if you already know personally yourself where it's important is getting the rest of your team on board as well, understanding that why really well so you can uh, get them on board. Common barriers to generating a revenue from cash services. Mark and I have been talking with Andrea. Um, lots of data here. We'll, we'll at least cover the, the top three most common ones um, that we hear. Three strategies to combat that and increase revenue with cash-based services. Then we're going to 
again announce a new program for going growing cash revenue and we should have time here to answer your questions at the end so why should we add a cash-based service well this is the uh, medicare conversion factor from uh, 2016 through 2023 as many of you know uh there was another proposal that came out july 13th uh two weeks ago on september 11th was the deadline to get in uh comments for the proposed changes it's another 3.3 to 3.6 percent decrease in the conversion factor now if, if those if that conversion factor goes through uh the proposal goes through on the physician fee schedule what if and that essentially affects us um in primarily in physical therapy or at least that's what i know uh the most but if that goes through in 2024 the conversion factor which is not adjusted for inflation in any way will actually be lower than what it was in 1994. The problem is that if you look at inflation and the dollar in 1994 um, is versus today, today the dollar is worth less than half of what it was in 1994. So the, the problem again is if we were reimbursed for a Medicare visit uh, for $82 in 1994, in, 19, in 2024 next year, we're actually forecasted to get less than $82. And our costs have gone up dramatically. So the cost of space, um, cost to do business, employment costs, et cetera, have gone up dramatically. They've more than doubled during that time. So many segments you know, of healthcare are seeing decreased reimbursements. It's not exclusive to those in physical therapy or chiropractic care or physicians. Um, it's pretty much across the board. It, uh, it's no longer smart or best business practice to rely completely on insurance-based revenue that would be 100 percent you know insurance-based revenue um we have the increased employment expenses and other costs that come with you know inflation more than doubling um the the cost to stay open over the last 30 years and in the end for us for many of us that means shrinking profits and for many of us so Carl and I were talking about this, uh, Mark and I as well, but in, in the last six months, I haven't had a single one-on-one -on -one conversation with an owner who hasn't brought up um, declining profitability. Like it, it is systemic, it's universal right now. And again, the goal for, for us here is during this session is to give you um, best practices in terms of what owners are doing to com successfully combat that right now. So. In that pro forma tool, um, there's something along the lines of three scenarios, but this is for a hypothetical practice that you can see my assumptions here at the bottom, 2,000 square feet, operating with two clinicians, receiving $90 a visit in insurance, and they're running at 80% capacity. In this case would be um, full capacity would be 100 visits a week. This would be roughly 80 visits a week. So- Chad, didn't you mention to me in a conversation that some of the folks that were seeing their numbers drop that their solution was they were just going to take less you know pull for themselves on their profit oh. yeah mark that, that's we've heard um i'm going to pay myself less or not take a paycheck or even worse i'm going to subsidize uh out of my own personal you know my my personal savings my personal checkings um i'm going to pay to keep the business open so yeah the, the, i've heard uh some various ones they were the most alarming that you know i'm literally not going to take pay or i'm going to pay to keep the the practice open and our hope is after today that that will if that thought is in the back of your mind we're going to wash that away and give you some different strategies on how to get numbers to go north without having to do that because that's a that's a slippery slope yeah, absolutely and uh yeah For, from experience it's a it's very slippery and <laughs> tough to climb out of uh exactly right mark so thanks for bringing that up so three scenarios we have the status quo practice that you know is does not have cash pay service does not maximize their utilization of space if they did nothing more than add a cash pay service and i went with very modest assumptions here 10 percent of patients who come through so 34 new patients in a month three of them buy a 400 uh cash pay package and with the the treatment technologies that we're talking about that would be an extra twelve hundred dollars a month 
and the profitability of their practice would more than double all the other you know assumptions being the same if we um maximized the space and schedules and also maximize and added the cash pay service so you know uh if we were seeing 40 visits a week we would now each clinician would be seeing 50 visits a week and added that cash pay service in the the profitability of that practice would more than um would would 8x right so think about this if you know if you look at the column on the right versus the, the status quo column which practice is more likely to be able to weather any sort of storm right obviously the practice on the right that has maximized the, the physician or the clinician schedules and also the cash pay, has added the cash pay service in which one would be able to you know negotiate um any sort of clinician walking out the door to you know for a higher salary or higher compensation the practice on the right which one um is safer you know would you bet it's going to be open five years from now it's the practice on the right so for those of us that are on the call right now we want to pay attention to this because i believe that most of us want to be open five years from now right so and there are some options and things that we can do solutions that we're going to talk about here today so this uh online trading brought to you by Anovis um and breakthrough the key thing to know here is we've worked with thousands of practices all over north america 11 countries internationally outside the us uh practices in all 50 states and the other thing that we have a lot of is data specific to marketing and attracting patients in for our services and um also Mark Hallinan is here with Anovis. Um, Mark's been a good friend to private practices everywhere. Um, I've, I've known Mark since 2017. And Mark, um, if you can take it away and talk about all the great things that you're doing with Anovis and your experience there. Yeah, thanks, Chad. I mean, I think the thing that I should point out is to that last slide that Chad was mentioning is that, you know, the, to be successful uh, on a cash modality or any kind of project, you know, having you know, an experienced voice in the space to help guide you and give you some, you know, pearls is usually very helpful. And we've been working with Breakthrough, you know, off and on when I was with Lightforce, you know, we were acquired by now Anovis, which used to be DGO Global in 2020. Um, we became part of a much bigger ship and, uh, you know, very stable platform. Obviously, uh, we're a company that has uh, a market cap of over 1.6 billion. We have many divisions, so we have surgical divisions, foot and ankle, uh, DGO bracing is probably our most you know notable one. You see it on TV every time you watch a football game. All those gentlemen out there with their knee braces and such; those are our products. So um, we're a super stable company. Light Force Lasers is the the product that you're probably most familiar with if you're in the breakthrough community. But we have the ability now to have uh, an arm's length reach to a, a lot of different products that can help your practice out. You know, from a cash standpoint. Laser and the lesser known uh, Shockwave products, they both have the ability to fit in into a cash model. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But, you know, the, the, the thing that's been great, and I think Chad's going to you know, mention it in a little bit more detail, is the partnership that we've created recently. We really kind of started noodling on this over a year ago. And we're like, hey, we have all this knowledge, you know, that we get from our customers when we're talking to them on the install you know, process and how to help, you know, people that are buying our products get better. And Breakthrough's been great at helping different private practices uh, for years and getting people in the door and helping their practices. And we've kind of had programs that have been closely related and there's been some funnels and things that we've done together. Um, but we decided, hey, why not really formalize this and make this a, a really uh, consolidated package to make it even easier for our customers to be successful. So uh, I'm going to be excited about getting into that a little bit later. But um, yeah, we couldn't be more excited about getting closer to this process and helping out private practice. Thanks, Mark. All right. So I uh, talked with Mark quite a bit about this. And, you know, he talked about the the synergy of helping to solve this problem. So at Breakthrough, when we're talking with owners and we're uh, what we help owners with primarily is marketing their practice, increasing the demand for their services. And, you know, in talking with Mark over the years, um, the you know, and providing a product, what what were the biggest barriers in terms of rolling out a cash pay service? This is what 
um, the, the three biggest ones that we hear consistently. And Mark, if you can comment on this then. But number one is we assume that, you know, if we, so here's what typically happens, at least in my practice. I'm an owner. I'm at an event. I buy, you know, a, a piece of equipment. In this case, I invested in uh, Light Force laser, uh, a 40 watt unit. I think initially it was a 25 watt unit years ago. I bring it back to my practice and I assume that just every patient is going to uh, want it, you know, immediately. And that that's not real. We're going to talk about how to solve that and uh, mitigate that. And you don't have to reinvent the wheel here. We just have to look at practices that have rolled this out really, really well. Um, the second thing, the other biggest barrier is inconsistent marketing or no marketing. So not there are three main ways that we can market, and we'll cover that here in a second. But we can go to our past patient list and do promotions. We'll talk about solutions for that. We can um, go to cold traffic, people who don't even know, like, and trust us, don't know our practice yet, and market and differentiate ourselves um, to cold traffic. And the third thing that we can do, and this is probably the most overlooked, but yet the most important, is we can just simply make it part of our patient flow process where we're making recommendations, we're doing trials, we're doing things along those lines and making it part of normal patient care. We'll talk about that here in a minute. And the third biggest barrier, here we say lack of incorporation into your practice, which it, it's it's really getting your clinical team on board and getting reality with uh, getting their own experience with the uh, equipment. And for us, you know, again, we'll talk about this more, but in 2017, I was at an event in San Diego. I, at that event, I had uh, shoulder and neck issues from being on the plane. I think I fell asleep in an awkward position, if I remember correctly, was treated with light force laser, instant relief, better mobility. I became a believer right away, right? So then I'm excited. I bring the unit back to my clinicians and we're primarily a manual therapy clinic and the, everybody else in the room did not have my experience. So we really turned the table and I'll share that story in a second about how we, how we did that and got over that initial um, inertia. Anything on this mark in terms of common barriers? Well, I, I think about like the marketing message of number, point number two, and it makes me think of one of my favorite jokes. There was a, a rookie salesperson that was hired first day on the job. And his manager walks behind him and he's got his feet up on the desk and is reading a magazine. The sales manager asks him, he says, what are you doing? You know, and uh, he goes, how come you're not on the phones? And he looks over to the sales manager. He goes, well, nobody's called yet. So, you know, I, I think sometimes people think that all oh, the patients are just going to float in because you've made a decision to, you know, to invest in something. And obviously, in, in, in the case of technology, you got to announce it to your community. You got to let them know what you got how you're different from your peers and the neighboring clinics. And it is a great differentiator to have some of this tech because it can change pain very quickly. And that's the thing that most people don't understand about these things. They think about our modalities like, ah, it helps out. These devices that we'll be talking about, you know, today, they can change pain in minutes. And so the, the connect the dots for the patient and the value proposition goes through the roof when they're showing up at your door saying, hey, I'm hurting, can you help me? And then in addition to all the other great things you do with your plans of care, you add something that can help change pain very quickly. Um, it can shift the discussion very quickly. So um, <clears throat> to Chad's point about having a, a staff of manual therapists, you know, they all feel, as we've all heard, that their hands have been touched by God and no, nothing can you know, replace their great hands and services. And certainly they do great things. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, having uh, a tool that's going to change how people work with their plans of care and how they work with their patients, it takes time, you know, changing habits and things that have been established over years is not easy. So there are some tips that we're going to share with you on, you know, how that you can standardize some of this implementation into the patient population in your clinic, because without that, you know, we've just seen over the years, that's one of the big holes where people might fall flat is that they leave it up to their staff to decide, Hey, you decide if the patient needs this or not. Your staff's not really comfortable with how to talk about it or how to use it. And they're just a little uncomfortable. And the result is they just don't, you know, use it or want to talk about it. So um, the good thing is that we've seen this hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. We know where some of these holes are. So, you know, with this process that we're developing and the tools that you're going to have at your disposal um, with the breakthrough products and with the training that you'll get from us, um, it helps really narrow down those, those black holes. Thanks, Mark. 
So let's talk about how to solve and overcome those barriers. And th again, this comes from data looking at practices that have done this the best. Um, number one is consistently market to your past patients. And, you know, your your patient list, it, it's commonly overlooked in, you know, our, our industries uh, within conservative healthcare, but it's your lowest cost, easiest to use tool. The people are the warmest. They already know, like, and trust you. And um, literally, you can generate dozens of plans of care with from a single email campaign. So it, this doesn't have to be complex or, you know, overly complicated. Um, and it, it pairs well with adding uh, cash services, you know, in terms of promoting to your past patient list. So when you add a new service like uh, Shockwave or like Lightforce or the decompression, what that does is you can um, also use that to reactivate patients. So um, yeah, and we, we'll show you exactly how to do that here. And we'll talk specifically bottom right corner of your screen results from one practice. We'll get to that here in a second with uh, Tom at Bryn Mawr. So, you know, how to do this. And if you're taking notes, this is what, you know, you want to write down here. So number one is you should decide on a cadence that works. I can tell you from, again, working with thousands of private practices, most clinicians err on not doing it frequent enough. So, you know, if you're sending out an email once a quarter or once every six months or whenever you think about it, that's probably not nearly enough to keep your email list, your contact list warm. And, you know, we've had, uh, we worked with some practices that have actually emailed their list twice a week. And, you know, there's no comparison between the two. The, the, if, as long as you're delivering value and making offers to your list and keeping that in balance, you can uh, email your patient list quite frequently. Those people uh, that are on your list, again, they know, like, and trust you. You're, uh, and when done the right way, uh, they're going to be reactivated and your word of mouth referrals will increase as well. Always offer value. Uh, we have worked with some owners that have uh, sidestepped that part. So not delivering value to their list and they've only done offers. What that does is burn out the list. On the other end, what most of us do by habit is we only do goodwill and never make an offer. So there's a right way to do that. Um, which is goodwill first and then make the offer for those that interact. But you always want to have uh, and lead with some value there and make sure that's balanced. Um, the other way I've seen that taught is uh, three three emails of good value for one uh, email that is an offer. Uh, personalize the, the subject line. You want to use automation as much as possible. So if you're having a thousand emails go out, you can always you know, just input the the patient's first name um, in the subject line, and uh, th that's been shown to get a significantly better response also. So what kind of campaigns are working today? Uh, you know, direct offers leading to a built-in landing page. A landing page is, I mean, if you're here right now, you likely went to a landing page where, you know, you signed up for uh, this online training, this webinar, and you know you read what the training was about what we were going to cover and then you entered your name and email address in to register for the webinar that's a landing page you can use that same exact idea with your patient list and the most common things that are working really well right now are uh free laser consultation or i've seen it written as a, a laser assessment or laser trial and then also an open house invitation which is an event um that uh, Lightforce and Anovis and really Mark have been running for years. Yeah, Mark, anything you can say on the the open house? Yeah, I just you know I saw a comment that splashed up there about you know being disinterested in offering a free consult. I mean, the understanding that you're trying to do here is get awareness, get somebody in front of you that you can start a conversation with them that you otherwise aren't having. So you know, don't think about you're giving services away. You're opening up you're opening up the door to start providing services and. You know, the, the open house is a tool that we have used historically to basically talk to your base. Come on back in. I know you've got a chronic problem that, you know, we got 80 percent better, but you're still managing that OA in your knee or you're still managing that chronic pain in your neck. Hey, we got a new tool that might be able to help you get, you know, to the next level and function. So come on down and check it out. And I just want to show you what it's about and talk to you about it. 
it's not uncommon when you do this, you start that conversation, you treat somebody that it's going to turn in and saying, hey, that really helped. I like that because it's going to change pain in most cases on the spot. They're going to see something different in what they're feeling. And it's going to result in them saying, hey, well, I'm interested in investing in a trial of this for, you know, six visits, eight visits um, at whatever price you want to set for that. The other thing that happens is that they may just say after you've done a quick screen or you've done the treatment, you've talked to them, you might do two or three quick checks and say, hey, you have a handful of segments that aren't moving real well. This is different than what I saw when we discharged you six months ago or a year ago. Um, has your neck been hurting more? Eh, actually, it has. I just haven't you know, paid any attention to it. And now all of a sudden you have a conversation about how your manual techniques and your exercises are going to play into getting them back to feeling better in addition to this. And all of a sudden they're now a, a regular plan of care again, starting for another six, eight, 10 visits for you. So uh, think of it as this is these are tools that you'll have at your disposal to start conversations again. And if you look at it that way, uh, in addition to have tools to help people feel better and get tissue to improve, um, it's not just it's a, a smoke and mirror show. This is actually something that's going to help tissue get better. Um, but it's also going to just give you the ability to have different avenues of discussions. And that's part of the reason why, you know, we've started these campaigns with Breakthrough is because they're the experts at helping introduce some of these questions and outreach um, concepts to patients, both new and old, that will get those conversations started for you. Mark, what's and this is uh, unscripted, so I apologize in advance for asking this. Off the top of your head, what's the record that you know in terms of sales at a somebody's first open house? Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's it's a number that's kind of nuts, um, and they don't like us to talk about sensational things. But I mean, it's not uncommon to see thousands of dollars generated at an open house event. But I, I think the record that I, I saw personally uh, was with a chiropractic clinic in the Midwest. Uh, they were very organized and they made it a, a very, very structured event and got lots of participation and they cleared uh, over 11 grand that day. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I I was thinking I had somebody that, that was at 14, but yeah, it's somewhere in the ballpark. I mean, at least five figures. Awesome. Yeah. So, and that's not the norm, but it's possible. If you, if you dot all your I's and cross all your T's and do it properly, and the nice thing is uh, we know what they did to make that go well so we can share that with you um, down the road. Yeah. Great. Thanks for that. Um, so the the second thing that you can do is a, a big promotional, um, usually an event as, as well. Um, we run these one to two times per year. What it does is it really increases the awareness of the cash pay services, the treatment technologies that you're offering and drives uh, interest, increased demand for your service amongst your patient list. And you can also do it with cold traffic simultaneously. Um, what we have done in the past is we will time these promotions uh, immediately before our slowest seasons. For example, I'm in the Northeast, um, where I'm, our, our practice is at and where I'm at here today. So in the Northeast, between Thanksgiving and the holiday season and the end of the year is traditionally our slowest season. And it gets it pretty anemic at times. So what we'll do is this year, I believe it's November 6th or November 7th. It's uh, at Election Tuesday. Um, we are running uh, our one of our big promotional events. Uh, we will open up that, that Tuesday. We'll fill up um, that day with appointments and reactivation appointments, but we're also advertising it in many of our clinics to the general public as well. And we'll fill up that day. Uh, again, it's promotional. And, you know, I should point out, too, that like for the open houses that Life Force has run over the years, we had a recipe, you know, that usually involved a lot of personal phone calls from your front desk, you know, with outreach campaigns uh, that worked well. And we have that recipe down and they're very effective and it will work, but it is it's labor intensive. The thing that you will have at your disposal now, you know, if you were to be a breakthrough uh, customer, in addition to having our equipment, there's now going to be tools and portals that you could run an open house literally with two clicks of your mouse and get it, you know, where they're going to basically be hitting a landing page and filling up your your roster to run one of these things. So the ability to generate interest and revenue and people that are going to be in to want to hear about this now is so much easier than what it's ever been. So um, we don't have a lot of data on that because this portal is relatively new, but um you know, combining what we know is tried and true with these new uh, fancier tactics that, you know, Breakthrough has to get people to uh, to commit to coming on in, it should be really fabulous. 
Right. Yeah. And just as a, and thank you for that, Mark, just as an example. Um, so the, the day the, well, I, I talked about November 7th this year, we're celebrating 20 years in, in practice or 20 year birthday. We'll open up that day at all seven of our clinics. And, um, off the top of my head, I think we have, um, 250, uh, appointments available uh, on those days. You can run them as free screens, free assessments, whatever you're comfortable with and your business acumen in terms of ethics, compliance, sticking with your practice act, all the disclaimers, et cetera. Um, I know people that will do risk-free assessments and things along those lines, but nonetheless, at this will carry us. We will create enough of a waiting list that it will carry us through the end of the year and we'll keep our schedules full rather than have that proverbial dip and you know, actually go into the negative here um, in, in terms of profitability. So it helps us keep our schedules full. And now we have an additional tool as well in terms of offering the cash pay services. Third thing you want to do here is incorporate the treatment technology into your practice. Um, lots of notes that you can take here. I will tell you this. Um, so a few things in the rollout that worked really well for us, and I've heard other owners share the same. One is I was really excited when we came back and we first got, you know, uh, and by the way, Lightforce, Novus, they do a fantastic job, an amazing job of training the team. We offer, you know, uh, all of our therapists are certified orthopedic manual therapists and we um, we have clinicians who are published and everything else. And I, th there was a lot of resistance in the beginning. When we started treating each other for whatever real problems that we had, the affinity for the treatment technology increased immensely because now they felt the result and it was an immediate change that they could go forward with the patient and have more confidence, more conviction in the treatments that they were recommending. Um, so that, that was one key. The other one is what we've seen in the best clinics is incorporating it into their patient flow. So treatment number one, you know, the eval and that first treatment they won't offer any sort of um, recommendation or introducing that technology. Um, and then the next treatment number two, they'll receive uh, a trial. Or again, you're going to want to make sure you're compliant with the nomenclature there. That's the most common thing that I've seen past, uh, past legal and compliances will give you a trial of this treatment technology. And then on the third visit, simply ask, you've had treatment with in the example, I'll use light force. So with the laser, you've had treatment without the laser, you've had treatment with the laser, which one do you prefer? And the patient is typically going to say, well, I prefer treatment with the laser. Okay, here are the packages that we offer. There's usually a good, better, best type package. And Mark can speak on that here um, in a second in terms of what he's seeing. And then uh, here's my recommendation as the clinician. I believe you need six treatments, 10 treatments, 20 treatments, whatever that might be. And then the patient literally purchases uh, a cash pay service right there. Any comments on that, Mark? Yeah, lots of things triggering off my head when you mentioned some of those things. But I mean, the thing that we have to remind clinicians all the time is why are people sitting in your waiting room? And the reason that they're sitting there is they're in pain. And they're, they're there hoping that you guys have the magic solution to get them feeling better moving better, getting back to whatever they want to get to do. So the more tools you have that can basically check that box and get them out of pain and get them feeling better quickly, um, you are gaining traction. Because if you're not doing that, say you had a staff of you know young therapists that didn't have great hands and they weren't able to move the needle quickly on getting people feeling better, moving better, getting their pain scores down, what happens to those patient lists? The cancellation rates go through the roof. And that's an expensive problem to have. So if you have some tools that can support even your younger therapists uh, to help them, you know, basically dot the I on and cross the T on getting people feeling better quickly, um, it will just make everything else they do easier. But there's there's bias involved that you have to overcome. You have to have education, you know, and support and literature. We have all these things and we've seen every objection there is, you know, from every type of staff and clinician member. And chances are, if you were to roll it out in your clinic and say you had five or six therapists, you're going to have one person, you could probably think of them right now, that is going to pull out the research books and say, you know, I don't I don't see enough evidence, you know, prove it to me. 
um, we can help you with that. Okay. And there's over 10,000 published papers on laser, you know, so it's not that there's a scarcity out there. It's just, they're probably not looking in the right spots, but whether it's research or how to incorporate it, the key is, is that, you know, you, you understand where these pressure points are with your staff, uh, so that you can move them forward. You know, the other classic one is I, I'm not a salesperson. I didn't get into therapy to be a salesperson. And if you listen to what Chad just outlined, did that sound like a sales pitch? No, it was just, Hey, I'm providing a service. You tell me if you think it helps you or not. And if the answer is, yeah, I think it helped, then it becomes a pretty easy conversation. So um, just rest assured for people that are, are a little reticent or they're going, oh, my gosh, this, there's no way that my staff is going to be able to, to digest all of this. We've done it before. We've done it a lot. And we can help you with that whole process. And I, I think that's where Breakthrough and Lightforce, you know, now part of the Chattanooga team, we've we've been successful over the years is that we don't just sell you guys a product or breakthrough doesn't just sell you software and go, Hey, good luck. Hope it works. We are very hands-on fingers are in the bowl. We're going to make sure that, you know, it's working. You're getting success. Um, because if you're not we're we're dying, you know, so, you know, our lifeblood is that, you know, we're selling to happy customers and they can tell a friend and so on and so on. I think that was the old pitch, right? But, uh, the, the key is, is that we, we want to be as involved as we need to be to make your program successful. And, um, you know, we have a pretty good track record to to prove that out. Yep. So uh, two owners, the, you know, so think about this, you know, if you're at a crossroads, which I was a few years ago, and, you know, wh where do I go for profitability? Lots of things that I could be doing, a um, hundred different things. How do I prioritize here? Well, think about it like this. If um, you know, if we were to meet again three years from now, and let's say you were giving me advice, and advice number one is I don't add a cash pay service. I stay dependent um, fully on insurance companies and you know the uh, the patient responsibility as well as part of the visit, but I'm limited to you know eighty five, ninety, ninety five dollars a visit, and we see where the trends are headed over the last thirty years. I don't think they're radically going to change anytime soon. I don't think inflation's going away. I don't think the increased pressure on costs are going up. But I I, I don't make a change, right? Um, I have uh, paralysis of analysis, and I decide not to do anything at all. And owner number two is, or another version of me is you advise me to add a cash pay service because you've seen it work for other owners or you've done it yourself and you've seen the success. And I decide to add that in and let's say we'll, we'll keep it modest, but, um, you know, 10, we, we get a 10% bump, um, across the board in our revenue. So with our, and I'll, I'll do some quick math here for you right now. So roughly, we're doing about nine million a year in revenue in our our seven locations, and we're able to add nine hundred thousand dollars a year, which to me that goes nearly a hundred percent to our bottom line, and we're able to um, keep our doors open. So just think through having a discussion with me. It, you know, in in the first scenario, if I don't make a change, how do I? How am I going to sound to you? I'm probably going to be making excuses about. Um, you know, th this is what happened with Medicare. This is unfair. This is what the Fed did in terms of inflation. And, you know, this is unfair. And let me explain to you all the reasons that I'm failing. On the second one, I'm probably talking with you about how we're serving a lot of people, how we have an amazing team. Uh, you know, we're able to gainfully employ many team members uh, who are making a, a huge impact in our area. We're helping people come off of pain or avoid pain medications and avoid surgeries and we're opening other clinics and we have great programs going, right? So for, you know, in, in my position here at Breakthrough over the last 10 years and working directly with private practice owners, I, I've seen owners in, in both scenarios. And really what this is about is, you know, helping you make that decision as well and becoming the owner that you want to be. So um, yeah, practice A, lots of examples here. So practice A generates $15,000 added revenue in the first month and $20,000 within or $200,000 within the first year. Practice B or my negative Nelly self, you know, generates little to no added revenue and continues to struggle with profitability. What did they do differently? One is, you know, here's what other owners are doing that are successful. Are you, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to adapt and implement and execute on what they've adapted. 
So, you know, who incorporates a plan for incorporating the tech and the other one doesn't create a plan and just leaves it in the corner, right? We both know owners that have done those two things differently. The nice thing now is, especially with the the program um, that Mark has worked so diligently on putting together for owners, is we have more and more owners that are, are incorporating the treatment technology into their practice right away. You know, which owner uh, gets technical and marketing training for their staff and gets their team on board? The other one, you know, doesn't reach out for any or, you know, gets no support. Enable staff to sell versus doesn't want staff selling. Uh, right. Like, how are you going to handle that initial conversation? We can help you out personally, uh, overcome that host an open house in the first month versus does no marketing consistently markets to past patients versus no plan to communicate with past patients as well. So again, yeah, if I can add, Chad, you know, just to another thing about that is like, he's talking about, you know, hey, all the things that breakthrough can do to help out, but I've already seen it on the chat you know, features here. There's lots of feedback going from people that have our devices and that are giving feedback from their own experience. When you join Breakthrough, you become part of that community and there's different platforms where you can ask questions and get information from your peers and other clinics. What's worked? What hasn't worked? Hey, is that clinic similar to my clinic? You can get some very apples to apples comparisons and get some win stories um, that you think you might be having trouble with that also sort of comes along, you know, as part of this package. So, um, that's not, that's no little thing. Um, cause as private practices, one of the, the hard things is you're struggling to get information. You know, you're not part of a big network where it has, you know, data teams or marketing teams that can get you information you're looking for. You need to get it, you know, any way you can and beg, borrow and steal. This is a network opportunity that'll really help you with that. Great point, Mark. Yep. So as Mark, uh, alluded to before, we have, uh, a new program for practice owners specifically designed to generate more cash-based revenue. Lots of experience here. So Innovus and Breakthrough have joined forces. And let's talk about exactly uh, what, what is in it for the practice owner. So you'll be able to you know, easily and effectively increase your profitability, generate more cash revenue, and do it more quickly, attract patients who are willing to pay cash, differentiate your practice from other competitors in your area, stay top of mind, with past patients, confidently, you know, market and sell cash services and help your clinicians to do the same. And also more importantly, you know, for the patient, most importantly is helping them improve their outcomes, get better faster. So along the lines of the biggest barriers and solving those problems for you, we have done for you marketing campaigns for uh, shockwave, attraction device, and also uh, laser those treatment technologies, monthly reactivation campaigns for your patient list, uh, pre-built templates for evergreen advertising campaigns, regardless of the platform that you're using, marketing and sales training for your team. Uh, I've personally been through that. I know in the clinic that I'm in right now, all of our clinicians are certified with Anovis in terms of the uh, the light force treatment technology. And the, that was an awesome experience for us to go through. Um, the support is top-notch, world-class, and then ROI insights and reporting to help you make more and better decisions moving forward in your marketing. So a uh, couple of quick wins here. This is Tony Sear. You've likely have seen stories about Tony. Uh, he was, I believe, practice owner of the year here at Breakthrough in 2019 or 2020. Tony is in, uh, Is the he and his wife, Melissa, are the owners, founders, of Kinetics PT in Florida. Um, and in one year in 2022, they had uh, $300,000 total in cash pay revenue uh, from their cash services. And just to give you an idea, Tony's right around $3 million a year, and they just opened up uh, their second clinic. So really excited for, for Tony. And then also, I had mentioned this earlier, uh, Tom and Bryn Mawr, uh, Sports Therapy, uh, Tom Lloyd, what they did is with a single email campaign that we're referring to here um, within Breakthrough, they had 34 laser trials from one email campaign and uh, sold 25 uh, laser packages. I think it's worth pointing out, too, is that, you know, with COVID and what we experienced, there's this big push where everybody went home, you know, and hey, we're going to get services at home in our safe four walls. 
And, you know, thank God we're crawling out from that. But, you know, Chad had a great story, you know, because he got hit like everybody else um, with with volume hits. The people that first came back, you know, into the clinic to sort of test the waters, what he shared with me were his laser customers, people that like, hey, that's a service that's helped me. There was value to it. I can't do it at home. So I'm willing to go into back into the clinic um, to get that service. Do you, you want to give any color to that, Chad? Yeah, they're more invested and more committed. Uh, that's that was my take of uh, talking with patients who did uh, came back earlier, came back more often, were less fearful. They, they were more bought into the, the their own healing process. So, yeah, com- completely agree with you there, Mark. I think it's a piece of the puzzle. You know, it's like if you're offering services that they just can't get other places or they can't get at home or buy off of Amazon, you know, that's a value. You know, they're going to, hey, I, I have to go see my my favorite therapy place because they have the the technology that has worked for me in the past. Um, it's just another plus in your column. Yeah. So uh, we do, we offer uh, pre-built campaigns for laser and shockwave. Um we have an exclusive reactivation campaign working with uh, Anovis and for Anovis clients. Cold market campaigns; these are you know going out to people who don't know, like, and trust you yet for all the treatment technologies and uh, the open house, and then meta advertising templates. Meta's for Facebook and Instagram specifically, and we have training on how to increase profitability with cash pay service. This comes from best practices in today's market how to market your cash services, how to package and sell them uh, primarily for your clinicians and how to make it part of your organizational flow, operationalize it into your practice. And we deliver uh, the training with online video, step-by-step instructions the whole way through. So you and your team can go through um, and go through the training as many times as you you need to. Um, Frequent small group calls, I lead those. Um, I have another one here coming up right after this call. And then all the templates that we're using um, in private practice, you get access to that as well. So, Mark, you want to go through the laser shockwave cash ROI here? Yeah. So this is just to give you a sense of some scope and scale to sort of fit your practice. So if you look across those lines, you have a small practice, two treaters, medium practice, four, large practice, eight, and then some volumes that would be, uh, can you know, relative to those. So if you look at the the new eval number, that's another way to gauge your practice. So, you know, if you look at that medium line of, you know, 60 new evals a month, what we did is, you know, across the columns here in the blue are different adoption rates of saying, yeah, I want to get a a laser package or I want to get a shockwave package. So if you had 10% of your new patients essentially saying, yeah, I want to do that, put their hand up. So if you had 60 new evals, that would be six patients. Average package price, I've seen those questions going back and forth. It's about $50 of treatment across the country. It can be up or down a little bit, but that's pretty much uh, middle of the road on where it's been. Uh, so three, six visits is, is the middle of the road number of visits that most people are going to get. So that's $300 a, a package. So that's the assumption. So if you did that, you know, six patients are going to bring in $1,800 a month or $21,000, you know, a, a year. So not, you know, Dependus, but it's it's a number that's going to help your practice. But if you can see, if you get that number up to about 30%, so if you get 18 out of those 60 patients to put their hand up and say, yeah, yeah, I want to do that through having a, a very solid process we were talking about earlier about introducing you to all your patients um, and allowing it to really get it integrated into your practice. Now you're talking about a number that's like 5,400 a month and could generate, you know, over 64,000 a year. So that starts to become a real number. And I, and I would say, you know, for our clinics that are really doing well, they're in that 20 to 25% range. If you were, if you're operating at 30%, you're killing it. 50% would be a moonshot um, and all, you know, fair disclosure. But I mean, you can see if you, because one of the objections we always hear is, well, all my patients won't want to do it. That's fine. They don't all need to do it for you to be successful. If you talk to any of these clinics, you know, that are using it, that are happy with it and helping them on their bottom line, they don't have hundred percent adoption by every one of their patients to do it. But um yeah, that's basically how this breaks down. So it comes down to just it. The key is to have a consistent uh, process to introduce the technology to your patients. And if you do that, then these numbers start to become uh, very feasible for you. Yeah. And, and I'm just going to go with the medium sized practice. So somewhere just north of 10% uh, adoption would be 
more than enough to make up for the upcoming Medicare cuts. Just uh, throwing that out there um, because I know many of us are trying to solve that problem. And I think I'll just add this too, because I've seen about eight questions pop up on this. It's like, so we talked about average costs, $50. Basically a treatment takes about as long as an ultrasound treatment with our high power equipment. That's part of our secret sauce is the higher power you can deliver the energy needed very quickly. So hands-on time of applying, it's going to be probably around five minutes or so for most problems. But if you count the setup and the discharge and the scheduling, all that, if you're scheduling people on the 15 minutes, that's completely appropriate. But for those people that are incorporating it into your visit for the day, you know, you're going to be charging for your units, you know, eight minute rule. I mean, you're going to get through 53, 55 minutes of treatment. That's going to cover you for your four units. Uh, If you wanted to add this in that last five minutes as a service for cash, that's how it sort of can fit. That's how one model is. There's other people that just have their own laser schedule and they have a, a dedicated person that runs that. So people that can jump in and out of uh, their, their visit, there's a, there's a handful of ways you can do it. So uh, just to hopefully answer some of those questions that I've been seeing pop up. Yeah, Mark, we were running an implementation call last week and there was an, a practice owner on there, Jeff. And he had talked about, he said, that, you know, the unit economics don't really make sense. And I walked him through this exercise and I think what we got to is uh, he's seeing basically two patients an hour and the revenue generated is, is around $140 going even more conservative than, you know, what you said with, uh, I think we did a 15 minute time block for laser and taking, you know, the, the average of the, uh, people o- owners that were on the call that sold cash pay, I think it was $50 for, you know, a single treatment. So that would generate $200 an hour. And I just simply said, Jeff, what do you want to do? Two hundred dollars an hour, one forty, and he was like, "Well, that's <laughs> that's that's a no brainer." And uh, yeah, so breaking it down on you know uh, a, a hourly revenue or a weekly revenue um, definitely helps make it more clear, and also realize you, you have significantly less overhead in collecting fifty dollars in cash from a patient than you do going, th- you know, having a billing company or paying a biller to go get. Uh, $83 from an insurance company. So uh, we have a, th- the program, who is this for? It's for practice owners who want to increase profitability. Uh, you're selling cash services already, or you're looking to add cash services. You have a growth mindset and you're willing to be highly engaged. Um, yeah, this really isn't for... Um, so with at Breakthrough, we don't work with hops or pops practices in terms of uh, the marketing. If you can't commit to change, this isn't for you or if you're not willing to invest in your practice. Um, so we have a blueprint for patient demand success and increasing demand for your services. Uh, it does all these things and it's everything that we already covered in terms of marketing to your past patient list with everything pre-built marketing to uh, cold traffic as well, and also how to the education, how to implement this into your patient flow. For those of you that are interested learning more about, um, obviously we can't cover everything here in an hour um, for you, and I wanna make sure that we have time for the Q&A, but if you're interested in learning more about how you can increase profitability with cash-based services, there's a poll showing up on your screen and you can answer, yes, I'd like to learn more about Breakthrough's marketing solutions to increase revenue from cash-based services. Yes, I'd like to learn more about Innovis devices such as Lightforce Laser and Focus Shockwave. Um, so what you can do is just click those. We'll give it another couple seconds here. And for those of you that are, I've seen some questions about which one's better, Laser Shockwave, you know, my day job is to help explain how all this stuff works. So if you guys want some more information, just, you know, put your information in so that you can, uh, we can reach out to you or I can start a conversation with you and, and help guide you through that. Uh, happy to do that. Thanks. And when you click yes, um, somebody from the Breakthrough or a Novus team will reach out with you and answer all of your questions um, and help get you all the ed- education that you need to make the uh, best decision for your practice. And then, Andrea, we can open that up for this up for Q and A. Any questions that um, you have for for Mark or I? Great, thank you so much, Chad and and Mark. We have quite a few questions, um, so you guys let me know how much time you have. If, um, 
yeah, if we need to cut it off at some point, we can definitely answer these questions in a one-on-one call as well. Um, but I'll start rolling through them. So um, this might have been answered. So let me know if, if so. But I know we saw a lot of questions about what are people charging per treatment and how should practice owners think about this? Yeah, I think about $50 is a national average. If you're practicing in New York City, it's probably going to be 75 And then if you're in a more rural setting, it could be, you know, as low as 30 But, you know, I, I would just tell you it's one of those um, false flags that's up there is that, hey, my patients can't afford this. And all I would tell you is, you know, set, set your course based on uh, what you're going to hear from your peers and what we advise on your pricing structure and then follow the steps and go forward because pain's a very personal story and you don't know who's sitting in front of you. You know, the analogy I give is if you were uh, sitting in front of your clinic and you saw three people that had the exact same income, do you think they would all drive the same car? You know, and the answer is no. And quite frankly, pain's the same way. You don't know what people's experiences. There's people that, you know, can deal with something for years before they come see you. There's people that, you know, have a hangnail and they're going to come in and see you the next day uh, because they can't stand pain. And then you have people that maybe have a history with some um, you know, opioid issues or, you know, they don't want to touch a pill for whatever reason in their family history. And they're looking for things that are non-invasive, non-pharmacological that can help them with their pain. And all of a sudden you're coming to them with that solution. Uh, their ears perk right up. So um, don't have your staff prejudge who's a good candidate, who's a not, because uh, you're going to be surprised. And we've had several, and Jack can probably speak to it from his membership. I mean, there's been many, many, many clinics that have practices that aren't in super affluent places. Um, one of the best open houses I sat was in a clinic outside of uh, Poughkeepsie. You know, a lot of farmland, you know, wasn't something that was, uh, you know, metropolis in any way. And the the gentleman generated seven grand on that open house because he had unbelievable connection with his patients. He had a great strategy and was very organized and he just knocked it out. So um, yeah, that's my two cents on on. 50, on the on the charge per visit. Thanks, Mark. On that open house, are there any other like specific ingredients or things you would you would recommend um, people do in order for it to be a success? Chad, you want to talk about what's worked well for your clinic? Yeah, promote it everywhere. So promote it via email, promote it via text, direct mail, flyers in the clinic. Um, have a very specific offer. Again, you don't have to reinvent the wheel here. All the materials are designed already for you. Just click send is really what you need to do. Um, and uh, yeah, so we use uh, multimedia. You know, it's going to be posted on Facebook and Instagram and the, all the platforms that we're on. Just make it be known what you're doing, what the benefit is for everybody in the room, that they're going to be receiving um, education, get exposure to learn about new treatments available to them. And here's the benefits of what it does. That's exactly what all the the promotional materials do and just get it on every platform possible. And having the breakthrough tool to promote your open houses like a jet airliner, you know, for a prop plane, you know, we had front desk calling people from past patients or having the therapist reach out and personally invite three to five patients to come to the event. So basically just going after your existing list essentially, and bringing back favorite patients to show this stuff works unbelievably, you know, just because the the personal connection is there. And, you know, the, the fact you're having a conversation with them to invite them and say, hey, I thought about you personally um, has worked unbelievably in the past too. So um, it just takes a lot more of a lift than it does to be able to use the, the automated tools that Breakthrough is going to present you with. Awesome. Thank you. Joanne asks, how long is your treatment session? Would you do any treatments on the same day? Oh, any other treatments on the same day as you're doing laser treatments? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a piece of the equation. It's a tool. It's not the whole treatment in most cases. So you're going to incorporate with all the different things you're doing with exercise and manual therapies to get, you know, tissue moving, get range of motion restored. It's just going to help that process. So you can imagine you know, for, for all of you that are trying to mobile on semi-acute or acute problems that have a lot of guarding, you know, muscle splinting, things of that nature, you know, you have to spend most of your time getting that soft tissue to adjust so that you can then get some range and get some segmental mobility through it with your approach. The laser just makes that easier because you're going to basically address it. Shockwave has a way to do it as well, where you can do it. And all of a sudden that soft tissue within a couple of minutes changes 
so that instead of it being as, as guarded and tight, it's going to relax, which is going to allow you to then go in there and do the different manual things you need. So, yeah, it's definitely something that works best when it's incorporated. Awesome. And what was the, can you share the length of treatment, like for a single session? It boils down to area. So if you, when you get technical about it, there's certain dosing that's required for different depths of tissue and the type of tissue you're trying to address. So if you're trying to treat somebody's you know, finger, the treatment could take 30 seconds. If you're treating a low back on a guy that weighs 300 pounds, that treatment might take six or seven minutes. So it just comes down to how big of an area you're trying to address and a couple of the specifics. But generally, middle of the road, you're going to be you know, hands on that person for probably about five minutes for that treatment. Awesome. John asked, this is one of our pre-submitted questions. He said, I would like to know what, what approaches work best to get buy-in from PT staff to sell the program to active patients. Number one is create awareness. So here's what we're doing. Here's why we're doing it. Literally with my own team here internally, I just did a video. I went to CMS. I showed them the Medicare conversion factor since 94. There's a table that's published. I showed them what inflation looks like, and I, I literally sent that out to the whole company, more than 100 team members. Um, so here's the battle that we're facing. Here's what we can do about it. So really justify the why, the awareness in the beginning. For clinicians, if you hit a barrier where clinicians are resistant to it, get it in their hands. So literally in a staff meeting, we just said, who's who has pain right now? Um, and this is when I sensed some reluctance. Uh, we had a receptionist named Deb. So Deb, what's going on? Heel pain, seven out of 10. She was actually in treatment currently at our clinic for this heel pain. So seven out of 10 right now, as I'm standing here, we went into the room, did less than a five minute treatment. She came out. She was like, wow, that really does work. And I said, where are you at now? She said a two out of 10. So instantly, everybody that was there that we increase their awareness um, for the, the treatment technology in, in terms of what it can do. Then we started to get more questions. Well, what research is on? All you have to do is Google the research. I mean, it's everywhere, right? It, it's not hard. It's not like when Mark and I went to college and we had to go through, uh, you know, the Dewey Decimal System. To, hard to, catalogs. <laughs> yeah, to, to figure out research. Um, like completely different, right? So there are search engines now. It's very easy to find the research. And then, um, but creating that awareness, getting it in the therapist's hands, having them treat each other um, and treat the staff, that was key for us in terms I, of. The I think the other thing too is, I mean, there's a host of little tricks like, you know, Paul's bringing up about before and after testing, just like you would with any manual technique. Hey, uh, your range was 30 degrees before I did my manipulation. Hey, I just treated you. You were 30, now you're 50. That's all part of how to handle that conversation. It's huge. But to the, to the question to staff adoption, I, I found what's important is that from an owner standpoint, um, a lot of times people want to be very democratic and get everybody's vote and you know try to balance it out. At, at a certain point, there has to be an ownership message that, hey, I'm investing in this technology because I believe in it. I've seen enough that it works. I've talked to you know many different peers and clinics that say, hey, this is something that's helped patients and it's been successful um, and we're going to do it. And by doing that, uh, you know, one owner, an older you know, breakthrough member from years ago, she had a great message. Uh, she had a clinic up in, in Boston, Stacy. I'm sure uh, Chad knows what I'm talking about. But it, her message to the the staff when they when they had some changes going on that were significant because they had some ownership changes and such, and she was going to change how they were doing practice based on some of the breakthrough principles. She said, "Hey, the bus is pulling out. You know, so either get on or get out. You know." And it was a very clear message that was like. I'm not going to deviate from this direction I'm talking to you about today. So if you really, really are opposed to what I'm saying, you know, then maybe this isn't going to be a great fit for you. And I'm not saying you have to get hardlined with everybody. And, you know, we all know how hard it is to get staff. But at the same time, it is important that you let the staff know that, hey, this is a significant investment, significant, you know, changing course for the clinic. If you aren't doing any cash pay, now you're going to start to do it. Um, and that, you know, let's get on board. We're going to give you all the support you could possibly want to do it. But uh, saying no isn't really going to be a great option. What do you think about that, Chad? I, I think Dion just copied Stacy. <laughs> Tell her uh, we love her. You know, think, think <laughs> frequently. Yeah, she also has the highest um, 
I, I believe she's at eighty dollars a visit for the, the is the highest that I know. So yeah, definitely um, poured a lot into rolling it out with her team and serving the community. Yeah. Well, I'm going to keep rolling through a few more questions. Um, Tom said that his patients expect their insurance to pay. How should he handle this um, conception with patients when we're asking them to pay cash um, and they're expecting their insurance to cover the costs? This isn't covered by insurance. How do you want to handle it? Mm -hmm. And the nice thing is we're not where we were five years ago. You know, I mean, the amount of cash pay add-ons now are significantly different. And the example I love to give is when you go see your dentist, think about the last time you're sitting in the chair. Did you pay for anything like an extra fluoride treatment, teeth whitening, some type of nitric oxide to make the experience a little bit more comfortable if you're anxious? Those aren't covered. They're all cash options, and they're just basically presenting you, the patient, with those options. And if you say no, then they don't get added. But if you'd like it, you say, yeah, I think that would be great. You add it. So this sort of, uh, you know, I don't know if concierge service is the right way to look at it, but sort of like, a, you know, being able to pick and choose on things you want. That's becoming more in the in the normal appetite for patients. And they they sort of, you know, it's not like a foreign concept when you present them with this, because ultimately all you're doing as the clinician is giving them a great plan of care choice. And if they choose, eh, I can't afford it, I don't want to do it. No problem. You know, you, you move on. But, uh, you know, that's about as complicated as the sales pitches is, is that you're basically saying, hey, this is something that's going to help you bring pain down and maybe you know, tighten up your plan of care, get you feeling better, get you back to doing what you want to do faster. Um, is that of interest to you? So if you're talking to a person that has basically been sitting on a couch for three weeks and has very little activity, and doesn't really care, you know, it's not going to be the same message that if you get a weekend golfer and his favorite thing to do in the week is to go hook up with his foursome and play on Saturday morning at the club, their level of interest to get better quickly is a whole different story. So Understanding your patient's goals, understanding why why they're seeing you and tying that all together and the overall message will be huge in your success. Awesome. I'm going to repost the link um, where people can schedule a call. If you do have additional questions, um, you can have a one-on-one -on -one call and go deep, go even deeper into it. Well, I'd like to thank Chad. Thank everybody for joining us today. It's been a fun conversation. Hopefully we can keep it rolling. Yeah, thanks, Mark. How about some love for Mark in the chat log? Yeah, I, I don't get as much FaceTime as Chad does. So, you know, I gotta appreciate it. Right on. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Andrea. See you in a week, Mark. Remember to visit getbreakthrough.com to access our free resource library designed specifically for private practice growth. While you're there, Make sure you register for a complimentary growth assessment to learn about potential opportunities for growth in your local market. Again, thank you for tuning into the Grow Your Practice podcast and supporting our mission to help people in pain get back to normal naturally.